The Steve Lobby Agency presents The Christian Publishing Show, a podcast for writers who want to advance Christ's kingdom using the written word. Here's your host, Thomas Umstadt Jr. A few weeks ago, I wrote a blog post about what I was looking for in authors that I want to sign as an agent. And one of the things that I talked about was courage. And that's going to be what we're talking about today, how to find your courage as an author. Fear is one of the biggest enemies of authors. It ruins our writing and it can ruin our marketing. And that is why it is so important to have courage. So let's talk real briefly about how fear can ruin your writing. It, it can ruin your output in that it keeps you from finishing your manuscript. For some writers, it keeps them from even starting in the first place. Uh, it takes courage to write. Uh, you know, the old saying, writing is sitting in front of a typewriter and bleeding. And that process is painful and that process is scary. And so if we want to be able to write, to actually put words on the page, it takes courage. But more deeply, fear can ruin our craft. Uh, the author who's afraid of offending someone often fills her writing with qualifiers and can cause the point to get lost. Uh, her short, punchy sentences get watered down so not to offend. Or uh, she's afraid of what the editor will think and she stops writing for her reader and starts writing for the editor. The purpose of an editor is to help you thrill your reader. And when you lose focus of that and you start to be afraid of the editor and those red marks the editor is going to give back, suddenly it can poison your craft and suddenly you're less clear. You're more vague. You don't want to take hard stances. And so everything is kind of squishy in terms of the writing and no one really knows what you're saying. And uh, that leads to bad writing. No one wants to read that. And so it takes courage to say what you mean. Now, how fear disguises itself in terms of our craft, in terms of our writing, is as perfectionism. Perfectionism is just a fancy word for fear. Fear of criticism, fear of failure, fear of people thinking uh, less of you because of what you've done. And the reality is, is that you are not perfect. I hate to break it to you, but you're not. You have serious flaws. I do too. And your writing is not perfect. And your writing will never be perfect. So perfect often becomes the enemy of the done. And if you want to change the world, you have to put your writing out into the world, which means putting something out there that is not perfect. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't strive for excellence. But I would define excellence as quality done quickly. So somebody who is excellent at their craft doesn't just produce quality, but they're able to do it quickly. And you hire a carpenter or an electrician. Not only do they do the work well, but if they're excellent, they're able to do it quickly because they've done it before they know what they're doing. And as you develop your craft as a writer, as you become better at writing, more comfortable with writing, and better at wrestling with the fear or what the book The War of Art calls the resistance, as you get better at wrestling with that, you're able to, do, to write quick, more quickly which leads to more books, which leads to more sales and leads to more money and more impact on the world. If you are a slow writer, uh, you have less of all of those things. You have less money, less book sales and less impact on the world. So learning how to write quickly is really important and learning how to fight perfectionism and learning how to write courageously helps you with that. 
But fear also hurts our marketing. <laughs> so uh, it's hard to put yourself out there as the leader of your idea. It's hard to put yourself out there uh, as the person with um, you know, a story because you're going to get criticism. And trust me, I know. After I wrote the blog post, Why Courtship is Fundamentally Flawed, I had a million views in around a month. But I also had hundreds of blog posts criticizing me, thousands, if not tens of thousands of social media posts criticizing me. I had people wishing for my death on social media. My mom was crying. She was in tears at one point because of reading what people had posted on social media uh, because of all of the hullabaloo around that blog post. And about that time, I got a fortune cookie. Uh, and that fortune cookie uh, had a message that said, he who gets the credit gets the blame. And I put that fortune cookie message in my wallet and I kept it with me to remind myself of that, that there is a cost of being a leader. There's a, a cost of taking a stand and it pays off, right? The world has changed because of that blog post. Um, people have changed their views. Even Joshua Harris has uh, changed uh, his views on, on courtship and on dating as a result of, of that blog post. But it took, you know, taking a stand and it took being willing to get that pushback. Writing is an act of leadership. You're either leading people into a new world that you've created as a novelist, right? You've created these characters. You've created the story world. You're either leading people into that world or as a nonfiction writer, you're leading people into a new way of thinking. Uh, writing is leadership. And uh, the key to, to uh, being a leader is, is being a servant, right? Serving your followers. But it's also courage because uh, people complain about their leaders. And there's a good chance you've complained about your leaders. You complained about your boss. Maybe you've complained about your pastor. You probably complained about our political leaders. Um, it's just something that people do. Maybe you're a good Christian. You don't do that, but other people do. And if you are a leader, the people following you aren't always going to be without complaining. And so you have to have courage, be willing to put yourself out there and to take a stand and to be a leader, to lead people into a new way of thinking. And this is one of the ways that I can tell if somebody has what it takes to be an author is whether or not they're willing to, to be that leader, to, to move people forward, or if they're wanting to hide. If they're wanting to hide, they probably don't have what it takes to be an author. They, they may have what it takes to be a ghostwriter, and, and so where somebody else is the leader and they're the ones kind of quietly writing in the background. But if you want to be the author, if you want to have your name on the book, you have to be willing to get those one-star reviews on Amazon. Not everyone is going to tell you that you're the best thing since sliced bread. Now, how this fear disguises itself, it doesn't disguise itself as perfectionism. It, uh, the fear in terms of marketing that sabotages our marketing, it disguises itself as humility. <laughs> We're like, oh, I'm being a humble. I don't want to talk about myself. I don't want to talk about my book. You know, I just want to talk about, uh, you know, something else. And, you know, when I'm at a writer's conference, I'm consulting with an author. They're often talking about that. Like, oh, it's not about me. It's not about the money. It's not about book sales. And the whole time they're not, they're talking about, it's not about them. They're talking about themselves. And so uh, the question that we have to face as Christians is when is it okay to promote yourself as an author? When is it okay to promote your writing? And I'd like to answer that question with a story. It's a, it's a true story of this doctor in Australia whose name was Dr. Barry Marshall. And for decades, uh, medical students were taught that chronic stomach ailments, uh, including things like peptic ulcers and gastritis, were caused by stress, greasy food, too much alcohol. That's probably what you heard when you were a kid. Too much alcohol will give you an ulcer. If you got ulcers, you got to have less stress. 
Well, Barry Marshall was working with patients in Australia, and the more he worked with patients who were uh, struggling with ulcers, the more he came to believe that that common wisdom was 100% wrong. What's causing stomach ulcers is not greasy food and stomach acid. It was actually bacteria. And the acid was your stomach's way of trying to fight the bacteria. The acid was actually part of the solution, a failed solution, part of the solution not actually the cause of the problem. So he went to the medical community and said, I think you're all wrong with uh, the cause of stomach ulcers. I would like to do some tests on some pigs to prove that ulcers are actually caused by bacteria. He got permission. He did the tests. Turns out pigs have a very robust digestive system. He wasn't able to prove his theory uh, with his animal trials. So he goes back to the medical community and says, I would like to do human trials. And they're like, no way, Jose. There's no way we're going to let you try on humans. Everyone agrees that you're wrong. You're wrong. And so Dr. Reed Marshall goes back and he's there. Just imagine him there alone in his lab. He knows that he's right. He knows the medical community is wrong and they have not given him permission to uh, conduct these trials. So Dr. Barry Marshall does a very courageous thing, a very crazy thing, uh, depending on your perspective. He takes a broth with billions of strands of H. pylori bacteria and he drinks it. And he's expecting to develop an ulcer in a year or two. He gets an ulcer in three days. So he's just, he had no ulcers, no history of ulcers. He drinks bacteria, billions of strands of it, boom, ulcer in three days. And so he's like, okay, well, I've now found the cause of this stomach ulcer. It's very obviously the bacteria. What will happen if I take an extreme regimen of antibiotics? He does, and he has now cured his stomach ulcer. So Dr. Bree Marshall now has both the cause and the cure for a sickness that affects millions of people. So let me ask the question, when is it okay for Dr. Barry Marshall to promote himself? Should he be like, oh, I don't want people to think that I'm some great scientist. I'm going to keep this research to myself. No, Dr. Barry Marshall has an obligation to the truth to spread it as widely as he can. He has an obligation to the truth that he's discovered to write articles and to be seen as an expert so that people will believe him, that they'll trust him, and ultimately that they will change his thinking. False humility is just another form of pride. As Rick Warren once said, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking about yourself less. Uh, Guess who wrote the words? Now, Moses was very humble, more humble than any other person on earth. Yep, it was Moses who wrote that. If you think humility is at odds with stating the truth, you either don't know the truth or you don't know humility. So how do you find your courage? The answer is love. (laughs) I know it seems cliche, but perfect love casts out all fear. If you love your reader, the more you love your reader, the more courage you will have. Writing and marketing may never stop being scary for you, and that's okay. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It is right action despite feeling terrified. You can't be courageous if you're not afraid. Boldness is the absence of fear, and the easiest way to be bold is to be ignorant of the risk. If you have no idea what you're doing is dangerous, if you have no idea the pushback that you might face, it may be easy to be bold. Uh, But as you walk this path, you realize that there are people out there who may be not the nicest, friendliest people. 
And eventually you're going to realize how difficult the writing journey is, the, the journey of leadership, the journey of taking a stand. Because we do, as Christians, have an adversary uh, who seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. And we have the living God living inside of us uh, who is stronger. He who is in us is stronger than he who is in the world. If you love your reader and you, your writing will help her, then you already have everything you need. God has given you everything you need to do everything God has called you to do. So finally, just remember, the world is broken. But as Christians, we have the truth of Christ that the world desperately needs. And as an agent, I want to partner with authors who are willing to face that brokenness and write the truth, even when the truth hurts to write. Uh, I'm looking for authors who are willing to write truth to power while still motivated by love. Now, to be clear, I'm not just looking for controversial books. Your book doesn't need to be controversial to advance the kingdom. But I am looking for authors with the courage to write clearly and the courage to promote their book publicly. If you're afraid to promote your book publicly, I may not be the right agent for you. So I'm looking for authors with clear, simple writing. I'm looking for authors who are willing to tackle today's controversial issues and topics. I'm looking for authors with a track record of putting themselves out there. And I'm looking for authors who have a passion for the truth in their writing. Uh, and uh, the rest of the story with Dr. Barry Marshall, he won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2005. In fact, all of those textbooks have now been rewritten. Our whole understanding of ulcers has changed. And millions of people that were told the wrong cure for their ulcers now no longer have ulcers, thanks to the risk that Dr. Barry Marshall took, not just in drinking the bacteria, but also in being bold to share his findings with the world, even when everyone was telling him he's crazy. I'm Thomas Umstadt with the Steve Lobby Agency. Thank you for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Writers Institute. If you are looking for courses on how to become a better writer, if you're looking for courses on how to market your books better, if you're wanting to say, I'm going to be courageous, I'm going to take a stand, we have uh, courses to help you with that. I've got a course on how to uh, have a better website, uh, which is a great way to get started. And we will have a link to that in the show notes. In fact, we'll have a coupon code for you to get that for free. So this is a free course, no cost uh, to you. So again, thank you so much for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. Thank you for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. For more information and to get episodes delivered to your phone automatically, visit christianpublishingshow.com.